amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Pursuit of Mojo. Mojo 5-0. Failure is not an option. difference at this point does it make nobody said it was going to be fun This is Real Talk, a fearless, poignant, and intrepid show where truth speaks louder than words. This is Real Talk with your host, Audrey Russo. It happened before, it will happen again. It's just a question of when. Time's a luxury we don't have. Hey, and welcome. This is Real Talk, and I'm your host, Audrey Russo, and this is where the best in the arts and culture get it right. Besides me singing on the intro there, that was Toby Mac with Unstoppable, and we have four fabu guests for you. Best-selling author and political analyst Dick Morris will be here, plus former ICE agent Victor Avila will be here, and best-selling author... Major Fred Galvin will be here. And best-selling author Major Fred Galvin will be back with us. Plus, legal analyst and New York Times best-selling author Christopher Horner will be here. But first, we are a proud part of the new Mojo 5 Radio Network. After the show, just go to Mojo50.com to check out the schedule and the awesome shows and hosts on Mojo 5 Radio.
You can also find us on several radio stations, including WDDQ Talk 92.1, WLBB in Georgia, and WJHC, as well as iHeartRadio and iTunes, where you can find us there as Real Talk with Audrey Russo. Click subscribe and you'll never miss an episode. And all these are listed on the live show page on the left side of the page. And of course, we can be found every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Just go to AudreyRusso.com and click on the on-air button, and that will take you to the show. And my after show with all the links and contacts for the guests is right there on that page under the show description. Also, check out the links, which are called our action links under the show description. Always great info to help you in your search for truth. Also, join us on our Real Talk Radio channel on Telegram. We put out an enormous amount of info throughout the day. And join us on the Real Talk Radio channel chat on Telegram, where you can share with us what you found in your search for truth. And we'll make sure it gets out there. Well, fellow Trumps, fellow deplorables, we just call you patriots. Don't practice political correctness. It's self-imposing censorship. Actually, it's cultural Marxism. No one at this point can force you to censor your own language. It's your constitutionally protected speech. The left has been capitalizing on your obedience to them. That's right. You've been obeying them. They tell you to shut up or change your language and you do it. Why are you doing that? Look, I know the left has tried to find ways to censor your speech. They do it and they try to cancel you, uh, but they cannot, they cannot stop your rights. They are your rights. The two, this is not a new concept, you know, political correctness. In the 1880s, George MacDonald, who, by the way, influenced C.S. Lewis, said, the two pillars of political correctness are, one, willful ignorance, and two, a steadfast refusal to face the truth. Well, our founders knew this. They were prescient men. George Washington once said, If the freedom of speech is taken away, then dumb and silent, we may be led like sheep to the slaughter. Now take note that he said, if the freedom of speech is taken away, when you practice political correctness, you are giving your free speech rights away. Don't do that. And as my friend and comedian Brad Stein has said numerous times, how do you stop political correctness? Well, it's pretty simple. You just stop doing it. You stop doing it. You be the first person. Others will follow. They're all looking for someone to step into the vanguard. You do that. You take the first step for freedom. Do it, if not for yourself, for your children and your grandchildren, that you didn't stay silent and allow free speech to be crushed, but you stood up and said, I'm not doing this anymore because you value your rights and their rights. Mr. P, would you drop a little knowledge on us? You know, when it comes to political correctness, you got to get a spine. 
Listen, political correctness is the opiate of the coward. I've said it many times on this broadcast. It is no good for you, and it is no good for America, which, by the way, is the very epicenter of freedom and liberty for the entire world. Yeah, America is the world's beacon of freedom and liberty, and never forget that. And when you fiercely and steadfastly defend Our great constitutional republic, let me remind you, that does not make you a racist. What it does make you is a culturist. And just what is a culturist? Well, I'm going to tell you. That is someone that fiercely, steadfastly, and loyally defends his culture. And guess what? And this is the most important part. Makes no No apologies for it. Absolutely no apologies. And why should we defend our culture? I'm going to tell you why. Because it has lifted more people out of the cesspool of misery, privation, and poverty, and has freed more people from the jackboot of tyranny, guess what, than any other culture in the history of mankind. Do your own research. Look it up. What I just said is absolutely true. So you got to get out there and defend it. Defend your country. Defend your culture. Because if you don't do it, guess what? There's going to be nothing left to defend. Just a reminder, under our incredible and historic Constitution, we have the God-given right, the absolute God-given right, of something called free speech. So, as always... As always on this broadcast, I intend to exercise that right by giving you truth-based opinion, commentary, and analysis that, guess what, will never pander to nor appease the sinister left and their rabid lapdogs that unfortunately and sadly currently pollute our political landscape. So, with that said, here's my free speech on tap commentary for this episode. Racial politics is a deadly game. It has produced devastating outcomes across our nation, and as a result, millions of lives have been destroyed. The welfare programs of the 60s and 70s, instituted by communists, we know them as Democrats, acted as a sledgehammer against the traditional family. And and that sledgehammer created historic generational out-of-wedlock birth rates which resulted in fatherless households that continue to this very day to live well below the poverty line. It has also produced generational crime as fatherless males took to the streets to rape, pillage, and plunder. Witness the BLM riots. Sadly, And dangerously, racial politics also includes the false narrative, lie, that anyone that dares to proffer even a tacit critique of race-based politics is called, well, you know, a racist. Case in point, the Democrats are purposely leaving our southern border wide open to change the demographics of our nation in an attempt to bolster its party's base. By doing so, 
They are not only violating their oath of office, but they are also jeopardizing America's safety and sovereignty. Illegal immigration has claimed the lives of tens of thousands of innocent Americans. There's not a day that goes by without a report of an illegal alien raping, robbing, or butchering to death one of our fellow citizens. In fact, just last year alone, over 100,000 Americans died from fentanyl that entered the country via our non-existent southern border. But if you point that out, you are labeled a racist by the very entity that peddles racial politics for a living. And that would be the Democrat Party. Yes, racial politics is deadly. Just ask anyone that has been victimized by it, either by losing a loved one to fentanyl or a BLM attack or for simply speaking out against it and being publicly shamed and ridiculed as a racist. America truly is at a tipping point. So get out next month and vote. And that's my free speech on tap commentary for today. Let me leave you with my thoughts, my usual parting thoughts. The Constitution is not there to protect the tenuous feelings of snowflakes, unhinged talking heads on CNN, trans-friendly school boards, nor a treasonous regime that stole an election and is currently destroying our nation. Instead, it is a bulwark to protect speech that is not popular in certain segments and political precincts of our culture. So you know what? You got to get out there and speak your mind. And remember to support your local gun shops and ranges because without the Second Amendment, we are just serfs ruled by kings. Thank you, Mr. P., as always. Well, many of us, of course, especially in the public school system, have been lied to on what socialism actually is. Well, I mean, if our eyes are open, we can see what socialism is. Social... Many of us have been lied to on what socialism actually is. Well, if our eyes are open, we can actually see the results of socialism in Venezuela. Well, but if you're confused about what it actually is, let's get it directly from Vladimir Lenin, who said, The goal of socialism is communism. That's right. In other words, socialism is communism's bait. More people have died under communism than any other ideology to date. And to clarify between terms, Marxism is the framework and communism is the practice. So communism is the practical implementation of Marxism. And if you are truly grateful for those who have laid down their lives, gave up everything, their hopes, their dreams, all to keep you and I free, then don't give that freedom away to the false promises of a socialist system. And don't give that freedom away to the false promise of safety. 
Remember, one and done, you'll be safe. You won't get COVID. You won't spread COVID. You won't be hospitalized with COVID. You won't die from COVID. And those were all lies. You weren't safe from it. You wouldn't be safe from any other kind of virus that way. False promises, and we gave up our freedoms. And they never even thanked us for it. Yeah, they should have. They should have, first of all, kept their word and only and, and asked us if they can suspend everything for 15 days to flatten the curve. And it didn't, did it? And they did it for another almost, in some places, almost two years, which almost completely destroyed our economy. Did they ever apologize? No. Did they ever even thank us for suspending our rights for any amount of time? No, they didn't. As a matter of fact, they're acting like they have amnesia. That what we went through for the past two years, we lost two years. Little children lost two years. Now we have learning problems on the rise. We didn't forget. Don't let them think you forgot. If we give up, the rights, again, it will be like trampling on the blood of those patriots. So don't buy the lie of socialism. It's non-refundable. You can't just bring it home, try it on, and decide you don't want it and return it. It doesn't work like that. It's non-refundable. And it will, because it eventually becomes communism, it will eventually kill you. Well, one of our brilliant founders, Benjamin Franklin, of course, they were all brilliant. But Benjamin Franklin said after signing the Declaration of Independence, he said, if we do not hang together, we shall surely hang separately. And we just want to say we're glad you came to hang with us. Well, our medical freedom, the autonomy over our very bodies was stolen and is stolen continues to be stolen from us. This will end every bit of our freedom. Make no mistake, the liberties that thousands of Americans have shed their blood to preserve. So we need answers, if not for ourselves, at least for our kids and our grandkids. And since this is an election year and we're, we're just a mere less than two weeks away from the election, ask your representative who seeks re-election, ask them this. What did you do to stand against the illegal push for a vax mandate? Adding another question here for someone who seeks re-election and someone seeking your vote for the very first time. Don't let them slide on this. Ask them, what do you plan to do to restore and protect my medical freedom? The answer to those questions should make it clear as to your vote this year and in 2024. Your literal life is at stake. Remember, there is no such thing as the same medicine or treatment for everyone. You must have your medical freedom back now. Do not allow the leaders that locked you down to forget that they locked you down. If you lost your business, if you lost your job, 
do not let them forget what they did. Because if you notice, we're not hearing anyone talk about the lockdowns, about the mandates, and they're asking for re-election. Don't, this is your representative. Don't allow them to get away with this. They did this, and now they want to forget it. But you're living with the consequences. Don't allow them to do that. Well, the counter of the lie for this week is the regime has stated ad nauseum that Americans should follow the science concerning COVID and getting the vax. Well, that was a lie. And here's why. Despite the fact that the real science, the actual science, clearly demonstrates that the jab does not prevent you from contracting COVID, transmitting COVID, and in the case of the young, it causes myocarditis in them. The regime has just added the jab to the regular regimen of vaccines children are required to get in order to attend school. Again, All of this, despite tens of thousands of reported cases of myocarditis in the very young, immediately following a COVID jab. Remember, children are the least susceptible to COVID than any other age group. This is not only unnecessary, but let me remind you that it is still in a trial stage, which means it's experimental. 2023 is when they finish the trial stage. They don't know what's going to happen to this in five years, and they do not know what is going to happen to to anyone that gets it in 10 years because it has not been done. This is not a vaccine like a measles vaccine or a polio vaccine, which have years, years and years. They, they had five, they had 10 years. And at the very beginning, the very start, some people may have thought they didn't know what was going on with COVID, but we now know. So this is not only unnecessary, it is dangerous to children. Say no to the jab. Well, a federal judge has now ordered Fauci the White, and the White House to testify on the COVID-19 big tech collusion. Dr. Fauci and other White House officials must testify under oath in a lawsuit alleging the Biden regime colluded with Facebook and Twitter to suppress free speech regarding coronavirus. And this is coming from a federal court. Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt and Louisiana Attorney General Jeff Landry sued the Biden regime in May 2022, arguing that the White House and especially Fauci as chief medical advisor to the president were essentially making Facebook and Twitter arms of the Biden administration, suppressing content that criticized lockdowns, mask mandates, vaccine mandates, and related stories. Some legal experts don't believe it is that clear. But if the most influential power in the free world, the White House, and its advisor, Fauci, instructed big tech to silence the free speech rights of any citizen, the White House has violated those citizens' constitutional rights and must be punished for it. The Democrat Party that has been infected by card-carrying communists for some time now believes since the media is on their side, 
and basically functions as a propaganda arm of that party, they can do whatever they choose to retain power. They violate our rights with impunity because those who know what is right continue to remain silent. It results in no consequences for their evil deeds. And if you have the ability to correct wrongs and you remain silent in the face of evil, you are worse than the perpetrator of evil. This is why there is no respect for traitors. I would have more respect for an enemy who stands his ground than for one who pretends to be a friend and cowers in silence in the face of evil. It's time for freedom lovers to put on their man pants and fight the good fight before it's all lost due to cowardice. Founder Sam Adams once said, it does not take a majority to prevail, but rather an irate, tireless minority keen on setting brush fires of freedom in the minds of men. No matter how small your personal act of defiance against tyranny, it is substantial in ways you may never know. Here are some quick examples. Every Biden sticker next to a gas pump reminding Americans of Democrats' war on domestic energy production is a brush fire. Every shared video showing cross-dressing men stealing victory from female athletes is a brush fire. And more recently, an example, Matt Walsh found out about Vanderbilt Hospital's gender-affirming care for minors, a.k.a. irreversible genital mutilation of minors. He shared it far and wide. They were forced to take down the website that promotes this twisted program, and they ended the program for now. That's a brush fire for freedom. Setting small brush fires wherever you can makes a difference in your sphere of influence, no matter what it may be. Don't let your opportunity slip away. Start your brush fire for freedom today. Well, we're going to take a quick break right here, but stay right there. Up next, former ICE agent Victor Avila will be here. So don't make a move. We'll be right back. I tried to plan an exit strategy, but it didn't really work out as planned because you can't really plan for life. With workshops for warriors, my future is a lot brighter than it was. It was pretty tough before I came out here, but now I have options and direction. Workshops for Warriors is a school in San Diego that trains and certifies veterans into advanced manufacturing careers, all at no cost to the veteran. They leave with portable and stackable nationally recognized credentials. Visit WFWUSA.org to learn more. This is an important reminder. Don't miss this week's exciting shows with Erskine right here. We've got some very special guests and revealing topics this weekend. So make a note, mark your calendar, text yourself. Join me here for Erskine this weekend. You'll hate yourself Monday if you miss us. After a long, hard night, I am exhausted. I need something that will stimulate me. That's why I start each day with Ron's sexual chocolate. It really gets me off to work. Find the flavor that stimulates you and gets you off to work at AmericanPrideRoasters.com. Reality? No thanks. Abnormal reality? Yes, please. Abnormal Realities with Rocky Stucci and Ron Phillips. Uh, the best advice I can give anybody, do not wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning yeah. and a big-ass bowl of cereal. Why, Rocky? Why should you not wake up at 3 in the morning and eat a big-ass bowl of Cocoa Puffs? 
because I took a selfie of me sitting on the toilet today for a half an hour to Brother Filippio. What the、oh, hell that, are you doing? I woke up hungry. I was dreaming about cereal or something. And I woke up and I was on him. I got up and yeah, I went. Yeah, he did. Unfortunately. And it was weird. It's like it had its own language because. Wait, what did? My ass had a whole different language. It's like, it's like I even、uh, understood some of it. It was weird. That's a paranormal shit right there. Abnormal realities. Every weeknight, 8 p.m. Eastern. It's Stucci. I'm coming for your butthole. Tore it up and then it tore you up. I'll bet you've noticed there are food shortages happening just about everywhere. If you think it'll get worse before it gets better, don't get caught unprepared to feed your family. Prepare with mojo50.com. This is Chef Andrew Gruel, owner of Slapfish Restaurant Group. You can find our ridiculously fresh and refreshingly responsible seafood at slapfishrestaurantgroup.com. You're listening to my good friend Audrey Russo on Real Talk Radio. God bless, and I hope to meet you all soon. Welcome back. If you're just joining us, this is Audrey Russo, and you're listening to Real Talk. The invasion at our southern border continues and is increasing. How should we fight back against this catastrophe that is touching every part of our nation? Well, we're going to discuss this and more with my next guest. For my new listeners, Victor Avila is a retired supervisory special agent with ICE and HSI under DHS. Victor has been recognized by ICE and HSI for his exemplary service and professional accomplishments while serving as special agent at the El Paso field office and as an assistant attache assigned to the U.S. consulate in Cuidad Juarez and U.S. embassies located in Spain, Portugal, and Mexico City. Today, he serves to honor the memory and dedicated service of Special Agent Jamie Zapata. Victor is an advocate for border security, immigration reform, human trafficking awareness, and the protection of our sovereignty. It's my great pleasure to give a real talk welcome back to Victor Avila. <laughs> Welcome back, Victor. Great to be back with you, Audrey. Lots to share today. Oh, great. Thanks. It's so great to have you back with us. So, l- let, me, let me start out with this question Do we still have what should be considered no border in our, on, on our southern border? Absolutely. There is there's,、uh, no border, there's no control. Of the border.、Um, you know, a lot of people say secure the border, seal the border. How about we just take control of the border? Because we have absolutely none of that right now. There's, um, uh, with the, the latest that's happened with the Venezuelans being sent back, because, you know, we talked about this on the show、right. several times about the、uh, Venezuelan government sending, opening the prisons and sending their prisoners. Well, I've been talking about that for a long time. DHS gets caught 
in in allowing these individuals to come into the country. So they said, okay, we're going to stop the Venezuelans from coming in now, all mm-hmm. of a sudden, just because of that, not for any other reason, maybe for political reasons, because we're around the corner from the midterms, yeah. whatever, but not for the right reasons, not because they're defending the our country or the constitution or our sovereignty, but because they got caught. And so, so that's what's happening right now. They're sending some of these Venezuelans back, not 100% of them, but most of them. But the problem is everybody else is coming. People from Nicaragua, uh, Africa, uh, Russia, Middle East. China too, uh, right? China, Central America, (laughs) South America. And so you're like, what in the world is going on here? Um, They try to, you know, they try to put this little bandaid on one group, which um, to, to say that in fact they did something about it. So you had mentioned policy and yeah, it's about the implementation of policy, the destruction that the Biden administration did of the policies that were in place is basically the biggest issue going on here because you could easily reinitiate and install these policies that were working immediately overnight right now. It would it wouldn't take much. It wouldn't take any effort to do it. Plus, it would send a message to uh, Mexico and other countries, uh, which I've been talking about a lot and how much Mexico has a big role here and no one's holding them accountable. It's like your neighbor, you know, your neighbor, your, the, the tree limbs are coming over and hitting you in the face and <laughs> okay. you've, you've had about enough. And um, you, you could trim as much as you want on your side, but those, those are going to be coming over and over. You ne- eventually have to go over to your neighbor and talk to them. Yeah. And have a little chit chat. And that's what we need to do with Mexico. Um, they are just as uh, complicit in this as every, as the illegals are. They're allowing it to come to their country. They have no respect for our sovereignty, no respect for our constitution. And they don't care because of the corruption, the cartels and the money that a lot of yeah. people are making. It's not just the cartels. We yeah. have, remember, the cartels generate these illicit funds, but these funds end up in the world banking system, mm. money laundering, uh, businesses, mm. you name it. And this is the the bigger picture that I've been wanting to talk about and solutions. Uh, we could, you know, beat a dead horse here about the people coming through the river. Yes, I understand that's a big issue, but it goes beyond that. We're talking about China here. We're talking about public safety. We're talking about national security. We're talking about crime we're talking about terrorism this is where we're at with the southern border it's not just the illegal people a lot of times the people say well don't blame the people that are coming over i really don't um you know but i do blame you know the criminal aliens you have uh one murder one rape from an illegal alien in this country against one of our u.s citizens is one too many for me we have as you know andre a huge crime problem in this country because of the policies of these uh, left cities and states around the country. In my own state of Texas, um, we have, uh, for example, Dallas County, they have very liberal um, uh, leadership or non-leadership, I should say. And we have these crime surges that we had not seen before. Look at what's happened in New York, in St. Louis. And, um, And now you add illegal immigration crime to that and we start losing our country. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, um, thank you for mentioning policies because 
this isn't、uh, this this evasion is really Uh, it, it is an invasion and it's overwhelming the entire country,、uh, especially the very populated areas and the cities, which, of course, as you said, they're, they're liberal run.、Um, dire- this is, of course, a direct result of politics and political policies and has nothing to do with the resources available to fight this nightmare. Am I correct? Because it's not the agent's fault, they are being restrained. From doing their job by this administration, aren't they? That's right. You hear the left saying a lot, even the Secretary of Homeland Security,、uh, we need more border agents. We're going to set resources, the resources. Listen, we have the border agents. Just let them do their job. We have the technology. Do they need more? I always say yes, of course. Give them more. Give them more technology. Give them more tools. Let's finish the wall, all that stuff. But this is obviously not what the left is talking about because you have. Right now, the latest stat is close to six, around 60, uh, upper 60% of the border agents are not doing the scope of their duties. In other words, they are being、uh, transporters, Uber service,、uh, hospital watch duties. They're doing、yeah. anything other than being a patrol, border patrol agent, meaning patrolling the border. And even if they wanted to,、um, Encounter or they do encounter somebody, there's a lack of prosecution, and that's the biggest thing when it comes to solutions. Yes, we have to remove、uh, Mayorkas, and he will be gone when we take over in the house. He will be either be impeached or he'll be forced out,、uh, and that's where we start going towards the solutions. We, we will do that、um, because we need to give. Our border agents, the ability to go back and do their jobs.、Yeah. They have really been restrained, which I think it's a dereliction of duty. Yes. Not allowing.、Yes. Um, can you imagine a police officer, if a, if a chief of police told the police officer or a sheriff told their deputy in your county that when they encountered a crime to ignore it?、Yeah. Imagine a, a family violence call,、uh, an assault, a murder, a, a rape that they would say, They would encounter it, they would witness it and say, Oh, no, you know what? I'm not going to arrest you and I'm not going to take you to the prosecutor because they're not going to prosecute. This、mm-hmm. is what's happening at the federal level. Why does it make it okay because they're illegal? And、mm-hmm. this is the problem that I've been,、um, I've been talking about a lot that for some reason, if you're undocumented, if you're illegally present in this, co- in this country,、yes. for some reason, you get some kind of preference.、Yeah. You get to get on an airplane without any identification,、right. something you and I can't do.、No. You get resources, you get all these uh, uh, things that you get housing in New York. They'll build a <laughs> soft sided facility for you、yeah. and well- welcome you to this country. But not for our homeless, not for no, our veterans. No. And this is where we're upside down on these policies, you're right. Exactly. And, and of course, they've been exposed when、uh, people like Eric Adams, who, you know, you're all welcome. We're a sanctuary city. And so they wanted to prove them right. And they were shipped there. And what happened?、And、then they started to freak out. And, w- and the slap in the face to New Yorkers was they took the luxury hotels and put them up in luxury hotels. And that's not. For free, it's on our tax dollars. This is all happening, isn't it? That's right. That's、yeah. right. And,、um, you know, the, 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 in New York, they all of a sudden they want to declare the, the state of emergency <laughs> because they want the federal funds. Yes,、um, yes. You heard what happened in El Paso, Texas, where 
the Biden administration and the mayor of El Paso, Texas lied, flat out lied. He's on video saying that, in fact, the Biden administration reached out to them and said, do not declare a state of emergency because it's going to send the wrong message. El Paso being a very blue and and, uh, Democrat city. And so even the Biden administration intimidates their own people and say, don't you dare do that. Uh, uh, because even these Democrat cities are over, have been overrun. They don't know what to do. El Paso has been seeing about an average of 1,200 illegal aliens come through their city, and they can't move them fast enough. I mean, the Biden administration doesn't want them to accumulate at the at the at these border towns like we saw last year in uh, um, Del Rio, Texas, with the Haitians. They don't want that. Those are bad, bad optics for them. Right. So they're like, process, get them, get them, get them out, get them out, get them out. And what happens? Well, you have a lot of children and unaccompanied minors yeah. that are being sent to sponsors, Audrey. The, wow. These quote-unquote sponsors that we have no idea who they are. Wow. And you talk about, this is my subject matter expertise when it comes to human trafficking and child trafficking. And we're allowing these kids to go to people that we have no clue and we are allowing this to happen. These are horrific crimes. And and this is what is inhumane about these policies. You know, the left says that having an open open border is, is and globalism is humane. It's actually inhumane because the number of deaths, the number of crimes committed against these individuals are actually worse, uh, averaging a drowning a day down at the border, Uh, they're committing suicide. The illegals are committing suicide. They're hanging themselves by trees. They're um, being victimized, they're being raped, they're being extorted, they're being robbed, they're being jailed in Mexico. All these things that if the border was secure, you would actually end up saving lives. Sure. Exactly. And we've discussed before, you had shared that fentanyl had been was being peddled to children by presenting it in a candy-like form. Is that still happening? It is very much happening, especially with Halloween just around the corner. Oh, gosh. Um, They found a a fentanyl in Skittles and Nerds, uh, the rainbow-colored fentanyl that are, as it is, we're losing, you know, the the number one cause of death, I think, is between the ages of 18 and 45, if I get that right, of fentanyl overdoses. I call them fentanyl poisonings because that's what they are. This is the way the the China, China, through the help of the cartels, are killing us, not with bullets, but with pills, with fentanyl, with methamphetamine. And for some reason, that doesn't seem to matter um, because if it was with bullets, oh, it would be a war and they're shooting at us. But because it's a silent type of killer. Um, nobody cares. And this is what they're doing. They're, they're, they're continuing to bring that poison through the southern border with the help of China, with all the chemicals, and also China bringing a lot of the, these pills ready to go, ready to distribute, distributed by wow. the cartels. Wow. And so we have to continue to pay very close attention to what's happening in Mexico because China's embedded there. And guess who else is there? We have terrorists there. We have um, uh, what we call special interest aliens, SIAs, individuals coming from these special interest countries that are sponsored by terrorism that I myself, when I was stationed there, interviewed people from Bangladesh, Somalia, uh, Middle East, Afghanistan, Pakistan. um, And you're like, they've been in Mexico. So now 
we're, they're like, great, the border's open. Let's bring our people in. They get them, uh, they get them to speak a little Spanish. They shave their beards. They uh, infiltrate themselves in these groups. And here they come into our country. But the big difference is we don't know what these individuals want to do in our country once they're here. We've already intercepted close to 100. I think it's 98 or 99 of these individuals on the no-fly list, terror watch list. Wow. Confirmed. Confirmed. A hundred of them. How many more have actually made it through our mm-hmm. southern border? Arizona, let me tell you, I just got back there met with 26 legislators. They're going to uh, carry Lake uh, when she wins, God willing. Yes. Uh, she will declare the invasion on day one and uh, officially, which will, will it'll be a game changer. No one has done it. Texas hasn't done it. I think Arizona uh, is going to be the first one to do it. And it's going to then give them the, the power of the, our Constitution to say, well, the federal government will not act. The state is going to adopt this Constitution and this authority uh, legally and put our National Guard and our DPS uh, and their troopers or the police on the border and did not, did not take custody of these people. Not allowed to come in and stop them there. And right now, Arizona is, let me tell you, I was there, there in bad shape, just like Texas. And we're, we're, we're getting hit from uh, different parts, New Mexico as well. So we are working with them to be able to make an impact. And uh, uh, the way I I, I say it is disrupt what's going on. As you can tell in the almost last two years, there's been no disruption. No one has done anything to, 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 to do something to change the trajectory of what's going on here. No, we're going to try to do that with these declarations of invasions, with uh, the policy. We're going to continue to put the pressure on the Biden administration to do it. And I think it's going to come both ways, both from the state. And eventually, I think, you know, with Mallorca's getting kicked out, uh, either impeached or he'll go out himself, we're going to force them. We're going to let them know the will of the people and what the people of the United States want and force them to represent us. What a concept, right? <laughs> yes, right. Could you imagine that? The, the actual <laughs> thing they're getting paid for, they would be doing it? Oh, my gosh. Uh, and I, and I, by God's grace, I hope that Carrie Lake is in there. It looks, it looks very good for her. But she's listening to the people, and she's reflecting that in, in, in her message that uh, about the border and how incredibly dangerous this is already and how it's going to get worse if we don't do something. Uh, so she's doing that. So what I'm concerned about the people in Texas because I'm sorry, but Governor Abbott is basically doing nothing. Uh, anything he does is a photo op, you know. Uh, it, it really is. Yeah. Um, you know, um, we lost the National Guardsman. I was there at the border uh, about four weeks ago. And the week after, about three weeks ago, a National Guardsman committed suicide right oh, where I was at. Gosh. And I was talking to them and um, we're losing. It was a 20 year old National Guardsman soldier. Uh, they're overwhelmed. They're, I'm going to tell you, it is difficult, difficult terrain, difficult situation to live in that city. This is an Eagle Pass, Texas. Um, it, it, the border agents as well. It's a lot of stress on the family. It takes a toll. And especially if you have already some kind of mental issue or something going on, it takes a toll and drownings. um, And and so uh, I don't understand why uh, Governor Abbott hasn't given them the authority by the declaration. And and we would have a very, very different result in Texas. And you would you would have already seen 
the what a declaration would do. But, you know, here we go again. Policies, politics, for whatever reason, they say, and I'll give you the reason, uh, even on the on the left and on the on the right, they'll say, well, if we declare the invasion and um, we give the authority to the National Guard, Biden is going to federalize them immediately. And I'm like, great. Yeah. Let him do it. Yeah. Let him make that decision that he he's going to send the message to the country of the United States of America yes. and its citizens that he would rather protect the cartels wow. and the illegal aliens than his own citizens by by federalizing the National Guard and taking them away and taking that duty away. I want him, I want them to force them to do that. Because that's exactly what he would be doing. Yeah. If he federalizes them, they would then take the authority and say, "You will, you stand." In other words, stand down. Don't do anything about it. But then, what's what side are you on? Yeah, you have to ask that. What side are you on? Uh, you know, the list of problems by this uh, crisis that Biden has created at our southern border seems to be piling up. We mentioned fentanyl, child sex trafficking, rape, robbery, burglaries, murder. The list goes on and on. The Democrats deny it has anything to do with the illegal invasion at the border. But worse, most of the Republicans in D.C. are silent, especially during this election season. What are some of the solutions we can employ locally, regionally, and nationally to stop this catastrophe and begin to roll it back? Well, it, it definitely does start locally and it starts locally. You might think it, it might have not have an impact, but it does. It starts with your local city council. It starts with your uh, county commissioners, with your school boards, because let me tell you what's happening already. It's been happening already. Um, school boards are having to make decisions on what to do with the kids that are coming illegally coming into these uh, communities where a lot of these are small towns and they have to absorb 40, 50 kids. That's a lot for them. That's really a lot. Mm -hmm. And they have to decide what to do with these kids and who are they going to put first? Your U.S. citizen child your, your son or daughter or kids from other countries that have a lot of issues. They're illiterate in their own language. They have a lot of health issues. Let's get into the health. Yeah. They don't have any vaccines. They don't have any uh, care uh, coming from these third world countries. Then you, you talk about the crime. Then you talk about the health care. So, yes, get involved locally. Yes, the individual that you're voting for that represents your block of your neighborhood makes a difference and makes an impact because politics goes the other way. It's from local all the way up. You deal with your local politics and of course your state reps. And I'm talking about holding them accountable, both sides, uh, to see what they're doing. You can call them. They, they, they're, they're there to work for us. I think sometimes uh, we might not say it enough, but they represent us. They're supposed to make themselves readily available for us. And so yes, you should email them and bombard them with phone calls and, and demand of what they're doing to to protect you because it comes down to public safety i think in every low in every government at any level the first i mean if you look at budgets for small town cities that budget most of their budget immediately goes to police and fire because if you don't have a secure and and a and a uh, you can't live comfortably in your own home thinking that you're safe then everything else kind of goes out the window after that 
And so you have to demand that safety and that protection from your government. That's what you pay the taxes for. That's where your money goes to. So you know you see this big picture now. And yes, this trickles down all the way to the border. Your sheriffs, right. you can call your local sheriff. You can have a conversation with them. We have 40 counties in Texas already that have declared an invasion at the county level. 40 of them, and it's growing. And and I'm not talking about border counties. Yes, we have a lot of the border counties, but I'm talking about counties in northern Texas, in the area where I live, that have declared the invasion. And that's what we need to do, because these counties have gotten together, have gotten locally with their county commissioners and said, this is an invasion because of the impact that they've seen and the ripple effect coming from the border. And so we need these counties in Kentucky, in uh, St. Louis, in Wisconsin, and everywhere else that you get together and say, why don't we make some phone calls down to Texas? We're seeing a lot of this activity. I just got back from South Dakota. And let me tell you, huge impact in South Dakota. Wow. They have a big meth problem over there. Oh my gosh. Illegal alien problem and methamphetamine. And the methamphetamine problem continues to cause them with a, a, a expanding a lot of crime being committed in South Dakota. Yes. And the, I spoke to the sheriffs and chiefs of police there. And they're like, they know it's a result of the open border. But guess what? They're local over there. So your local politics, you get with your sheriff, you get with your your, your mayor, your city reps, and you demand of them, what are you going to be doing? What is the, the What are the solutions and the decisions that you're going to make? Who are you going to put first? Because you elected them and you remember what decisions they make. Right, exactly. And thank you for saying both sides, holding both sides accountable, because one side right now has the policies that are disastrous, but the other side is silence, which makes them complicit in this because they're not saying anything about it. And we have to hold them accountable. And we have an opportunity coming up just in less than a couple of weeks to hold them accountable, correct? We're going to sweep it. We're going to sweep it and hopefully the Senate as well. And that, again, is going to continue to put the pressure I mean, at one point, the left's going to have to realize that um, uh, this is what the people want. The votes matter. You will have your voice heard and you're going to see a change. You will see an impact here coming uh, coming up in the next month or so. I believe so, too. Victor, where can the listeners follow and support your excellent work and purchase your bestseller, Agent Under Fire? Where can they do that? Agentunderfirebook.com. You can also go to victoravilaspeaks.com. And uh, you can find me everywhere on uh, social media under at Victor Avila or at Victor Avila TX, like Texas. Excellent. And as always, I'll have those links in my after show, which is now on the live show page. Just go to AudreyRusso.com, click on the on-air button, and right under the show description, you'll find all the links and info that Victor just shared. Thanks so much again, Victor, for sharing your brilliant assessments with us. Will you join us again on the show? Yes? Absolutely. Thank you so much again for having me. Excellent. Until then, may God bless you, your work. And may God save America. Bye for now. We're going to take a quick break right here, but stay right there. Up next, Major Fred Galvin will be with us. So don't make a move. We'll be right back. 
back. Before I got the opportunity to come to workshops for warriors, I was a hospital corpsman in the Navy for five years, had two combat deployments. I got out in August 2014. Things didn't really work out as planned. I had a hard time getting back into the civilian life. I really didn't have a lot going on for me. I had just failed out of college. I didn't have any certifications to transfer over to the civilian sector in the medical field. So I was kind of in a dark place. And once I came to workshops for warriors, it gave me hope again. I've earned over 15 nationally recognized certifications in the manufacturing and welding industry. Since then, I've gotten a job offer, making really good money, and it's definitely changed my life a lot. And I was in a very dark place before I met her non, and this is kind of like the light at the end of the tunnel for me. Workshops for Warriors, it really saved my life. Workshops for Warriors is a school in San Diego that trains and certifies veterans into advanced manufacturing careers, all at no cost to the veteran. They leave with portable and stackable nationally recognized credentials. Visit WFWUSA.org to learn more. Hi, this is Marion Ross. So lovely talking to my friend Audrey Russo. And I want you all to go and buy my new book, My Days Happy and Otherwise. It reads the good and the bad about it. And it's been so much fun talking to Audrey Russo. I know you're watching, so pay attention. You hate my freedom, my religion, and my country. You hate me for speaking my mind. You try to control me with violence and intimidation. You think you can muzzle me with fear? Don't ever confuse me for my politicians or my media. I am an American, free-born and free-bred, and I will call you out for who you are, an Islamic extremist who would kill me for my beliefs. You don't intimidate me. My freedom is more powerful than anything you can possibly do. And I will never, never surrender my rights to your terror. I will say what I think, worship according to my beliefs, and raise my children how I see fit. And I defend it all with the Second Amendment to the Constitution of the United States. I cower to no one because I am the National Rifle Association of America. And I am freedom's safest place. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five O. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Jason Walker. The day we honor veterans. The latest Rasmussen Report's national telephone and online survey finds that 55% of American adults consider Veterans Day one of our most important holidays. Only 7% consider it one of the least important, while 34% view it as somewhere in between. The survey of 1,000 adults was conducted November 2nd and 3rd. The margin of sampling error was plus or minus 3% with a 95% level of confidence. Bernie Bennett reporting. Bulgarians taking to the streets, demanding higher salaries to compensate for surging inflation that has hit that European Union's poorest member nation. Demonstrations Friday organized by the country's two largest trade unions. Protesters gathered in front of the parliament building holding banners and chanting requests for decent pay as winter is approaching. Also at townhall.com, more photos emerging from the city of Kherson, where civilians have raised flags to celebrate Ukraine's advances against Russia. The loss of Kherson is on a par with Russia's humiliating withdrawal from the capital Kiev earlier in the year and caps a stunning three-month change of fortunes for the Ukrainians. Nothing has gone Russia's way for months. They've lost huge swathes of territory in the east, the flagship of their Black Sea fleet has been sunk and a crucial bridge from Russia to occupied Crimea is still out of action.
Now Russian forces have been forced to abandon the only provincial capital they ever held. That is BBC correspondent Paul Adams reporting. A former security guard at the British Embassy in Germany has now admitted he spied for Russia. David Ballantyne Smith pleading guilty to eight charges under the Official Secrets Act. Officials say Smith is facing a maximum 14 years. More on these stories at townhall.com. Fast Track student loans can get your student loans out of default, stop any wage garnishments, stop collection calls, and stop seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and get your student loan payments down to as little as $25 a month based on what you can afford to pay. 800-709-4395. Why have thousands of aspiring authors teamed up with Christian Faith Publishing to publish their book? Because Christian Faith Publishing is an author-friendly publisher who understands that your labor is more than just a book. We provide authors freedom and flexibility throughout the publishing process, professional book editing, award-winning design, and some of the highest royalty structures in the publishing industry. And as always, you will retain 100% of the rights to your book. I was looking to find a company that I could trust, one that assisted in the editing process completely. The most important qualities that I was looking for was a publisher who was honest and upfront. No hidden costs or fees and owning the rights to my own work. Christian Faith Publishing will publish, market, and sell your books in all major bookstores, online booksellers, as well as specialty Christian bookstores. Call for your free author submission kit. 800-978-4812 That's 800-978-4812 You've looked around and you've noticed that things are pretty unstable right now. It's hard to find abundance where we once knew it. If you think things might get worse before they get better, you'd be wise to visit preparewithmojo50.com. It's our trusted source for emergency food, survival tools, water and air filtration, and more. Top quality and money-saving discounts for you as a Mojo listener. Be prepared to protect and feed your family in the event of an emergency. Preparewithmojo50.com. The Radio Revolution, Mojo Five O. Failure is not an option. What difference at this point does it make? This is Real Talk, a fearless, poignant, and intrepid show where truth speaks louder than words. This is Real Talk with your host, Audrey Russo. Not of this world, so we live on the run. We keep our eyes set on what is to come. It happened before. It will happen again. It's just a question of when. Time's a luxury we don't have. 
Hi, this is Milwaukee County Sheriff David Clark. For insightful dialogue and discussion, tune in to Audrey Russo at Real Talk Radio. Welcome back. If you're just joining us, this is Audrey Russo, and you're listening to Real Talk. The empirical evidence concerning the Biden regime and the Ukraine appears to show that after Biden's disgraceful surrender in Afghanistan, he's trying to get the U.S. in a war against Russia, siding with the Ukraine. After two years of devastation on the American people by their own government, why would they be provoking a war on foreign soil that lacks American interest? Well, we're going to discuss this and more with my next guest. For my new listeners, retired Marine Major Fred Galvin has served our nation honorably for almost three decades. He's received 49 military awards and ribbons total, including a Bronze Star with Valor, three Combat Action Ribbons, and 10 Sea Service Ribbons. He's conducted five successful combat deployments during his nearly 27-year military career. And he is now the author of the bestseller, A Few Bad Men, which shares the incredible true story of an elite team of U.S. Marines set up to take the fall for Afghanistan war crimes they did not commit and their leader who fought for the redemption of his men. It's my great pleasure to give a real talk welcome back to Major Fred Galvin. Welcome back, Fred. Thank you for having me back again, Audrey. It's great to have you with us, and we're going to jump right in here. After two-plus years of a shutdown that devastated the middle class and created more poor Americans, what is our government doing? Well, so far, we have given over $53 billion to Zelensky and the Ukraine to protect their border from Russia a country that is not a democracy, by the way. And meanwhile, Biden is doing everything he can to keep our border wide open in an ongoing invasion. Biden has poked the Russian bear numerous times, and it appears in order to get us into another forever war. So what's really going on here, Fred? Great question. And Audrey, America needs to wake up this is a very, very terrible time that we're going into this perfect storm. And this time we can see it. It's, it's very predictable what's, what's happening right in front of our eyes. And let's go back not quite two years ago. Uh, and let's take a close peek at what's going on uh, specifically as it regards to oil. And so Two years ago, we were going into this presidential election uh, that we're facing off, Trump versus Biden. And as we entered November, and I'm talking all about this in relations to oil, this is one of the things, unfortunately, that we can't live without right now. No matter how much you want to try to wrap your brain around being green, we need a diversified fuel supply. 
just like Elon Musk says. So, and you know, for the listeners, I, I do work uh, at Tesla, and I I really want to be clear about some things there that uh, you know the original mm-hmm. founders, um, not not Elon Musk, but the original founders of Tesla. What did they want? They wanted to have because of the Middle East wars, they were looking to alter their fuel supply and have some type of not to replace but Martin Eberhardt and Mark Turpening decided like, Hey, let's do this because of these Gulf wars. Let's have a diversified fuel supply. And so that's always been since the early two thousands. That's the reason they wanted to develop Tesla. Um, and, now let's go back to where we were talking about two years ago and all these companies. Do you think it was just coincidental that before Joe Biden even took office? So the when he got elected, and I'm just going to ask your listeners, or I'll, I'll go ahead and tell them, but I'll ask them to confirm it. So look at the lows of some of these companies that mainly ship oil. Not produce it here in the United States, but have it shipped. These there's an oligarchy of a couple companies that can move oil uh, from overseas to the United States. And you know when we're talking about Exxon, you know the the low when he was elected in in November was thirty two dollars and fifty one cents. If you were smart enough to buy that, maybe Paul Pelosi was, but it's it's surging. It's still surging at over one hundred five dollars where it closed yesterday. 105.86 and you just look at every single one of these companies and you look at the indices whether it's chevron or i mean you name it i mean they're all hit you know they've all over doubled chevron 69 dollars and 40 cents before the election 173 at the close yesterday every single one of these companies and this is where we have this nexus of what's going on in europe we keep poking the bear poking the bear poking the bear as you said giving billions of dollars to the Ukraine. Um, you know, Elon Musk with Starlink, you know, gave him, gave him Starlink and a smug uh, President Zelensky just uh, kind of acts like with ingratitude. You know, like, hey, you know, I deserve this. Uh, but, uh, you know, people, people kind of hard want to help when a country gets invaded. Uh, but what are we really getting ourselves into is the question I'm asking because there's things going on behind the scenes as Biden pulled out of you know the war in the Middle East and now you have all these generals. I've mentioned this before in your program, Audrey. You have all these generals and let's just name a few. The, the last chairman of Joint Chiefs of Staff, where is he? This is General Fort, retired Marine Star Fort. Retired Marine Force Sergeant General Joe Dunford. He is uh, now on the board of directors at Lockheed Martin, mainly making it, you know, they make a diverse product list, but a lot in aviation with aircraft, unmanned aircraft, missile systems. He's an, Joe Dunford's an infantry officer like I was. Doesn't have background on, in any of that, but he's got access and placement because he retired as chairman of Joint Chiefs of Staff. So he has access into the Pentagon. And he also has these relationships with members of the Senate and House Armed Services Committee that approve all the promotion lists. So, you know, he's got to be in their good graces because they want not the straight shooter 
to continue their legacy in the Pentagon. They want these jellyfish leaders. They've got to keep good graces with those on the House Armed Services Committee because they control the purse strings. Uh, but every single one of these generals, just like General Nicholson, who was the one who kicked us out of Afghanistan, he is also, he's, he's back in the Middle East, this time also with Lockheed Martin, is their chief executive for Middle East operations. So he's over there, pardon my technical terms, as a war pimp for Lockheed in the Middle East. You look at the last Secretary of Defense that was actually approved by the Senate Armed Service Committee uh, prior to uh, Lloyd Austin. I'll get to him in a second, but you look at James Mattis. Where is he? General Dynamics. And look at our current one, Lloyd Austin. Where did he come from? Raytheon. I've told you before, Raytheon and Lockheed have made this joint venture that creates these javelin shoulder fire missiles, which we've given a third of our war supply to Ukraine. Um, But that's all right. Means they they not only can make more, they want to make more. It's a business. That's why they're there. Lloyd Austin, Joe Dunford, General Mattis, General Nicholson, none of them have degrees in technology. None of them have PhDs in aerospace engineering. They're there because of access and placement. That's one of the symptoms that you can see the storm that's coming. And right now we have this perfect situation where it's not as lucrative to, for us just to be a proxy in supporting the war with war materials in between Russia and Ukraine. But there's something that can lead to a big jackpot with a, another huge war, and that's where we get into what's going on with oil. So, as you know, when the election was just decided almost two years ago, all these oil stocks, specifically, not not the domestic ones. I'm not talking about Apache oil or anything domestically. Mm-hmm. That because we we know what happened in January 2020, and and Joe Biden, like you said, much like these other leaders in New York City, you know they're they're not stupid people, but they're on the take. We know they're on the take when it's. <laughs> When it's been captured and said in ten percent for the big guy, so what am I talking about? Well, when you look at Hunter Biden and how he's on the board of a gas and oil company, now he hadn't spent a lot of time in in Texas or the Middle East, and he doesn't have a background in oil refinery or anything to do with oil, um, but he is on the board of Burisma, a Kazakhstan gas and oil company that Russia did crossed the border right after Christmas into Kazakhstan, and then Biden and Putin had a phone call. Putin withdrew. This is, you know, when there's 100,000 troops stacked on the Kazakhstan border right before Christmas. And then he entered Ukraine. So just figure out what that phone call is probably all about. Hunter Biden still is uh, is profiting from, from that deal. And uh, Biden basically took a knee on this one, but Maybe not for long, maybe not for long, because we're seeing some of the symptoms, and let's just go over a little chronology. First day in office, one of the 17 executive orders that Biden signed on day one, shut down, canceled the drilling leases here in the United States. So our energy independence, which we had in the good old days where gas was cheap and you know inflation was low and America was prosperous, have came to a crippling end. So I'm Asking your listeners, America, figure out 
we just had interest rates rise. Why is the the market just surging yesterday or this this week? Is a most of the major U.S. indices over two percent? Uh, most of them just yesterday. But what do we have over the whole week? We have a little rally going on right before an election. Don't let that confuse you. We just had interest rates rise because we have massive inflation. Biden's trying to do something that just won't work when he decides to release another 10 million barrels from the reserves, which is not good because we per, we consume as Americans 22 million barrels a day. So 10 million does nothing. The state uh, senator or U.S. senator from my home state of Kansas, Jerry Moran, coming public yet this week uh, talking about Biden needs to stop depleting our national oil reserves. We need to get back to having this diversified fuel system, which these tech leaders, just like from uh, the company I work for, realized, hey, we need to have a diversified fuel source. But when you withdraw this, and we're starting to see a lot of this stuff and how it's closing in, not just in the United States, because we're in a bad situation. We only have 22 days of supply of oil right now. That's, that is not good. And that's going to likely lead to a flashpoint that we can't get out of. And now let's see what's going on elsewhere in the world. Um, Specifically, let's talk about right. Europe. Be- before we start that, could you explain yes. to the listeners what you mean by a flashpoint? See, the, the flashpoint I see is potentially, and I'm not a, a prophet here, but I believe that uh, with all these signs that I'm talking about and will talk about, I think this can lead to a crisis where people are so short on oil because the situation which we have created that now all of a sudden this resource vaporizes. $10 million releasing that when we consume twice as much of that and we only have 22 days supply, we're in this crunch zone where when people have to get to work, when people have to get to hospital, school, all this, and they can't, I mean, talk about how high gas prices are now, but once that's gone and depleted, if there's any interruption, which I'm going to talk about what's going on, not just in the United States, but in Europe. This can be a global seize of, hey, and and who controls a lot of this right now? Russia. And that's we've seen there's been discussions in the past about uh, let's not buy Russian oil. But when we put ourselves in a situation where, you know, it's just gone, we're going to have to get it from somewhere quick for life to go on. Right. and to depend on a country with leaders as we have in Russia is not in the United States' best interest to do something like that where we're forced to pay them when we have it on our own. And when you're seeing what's happened just this week where China is stopping liquid national gas sales to Europe, we have the, the Nord Stream pipeline flow going down to zero after a glitch. This is news from just this week. You know, one thing after the next, you look at all of these ships off the coast of Spain, uh, problematic trying to, this isn't uh, like what's here off the coast of Los Angeles uh, with ships backlogged, uh, as we saw, you know, here in the, the past year. This is uh, some type of a glitch that is uh, preventing all these ships from delivering liquid natural gas to mainland Europe. So when Europe and the United States are f- is it accidental? Is it coincidental? Maybe all these things are happening all at the same time by coincidence. Maybe not. But you, I think your listeners now understand, and I'm asking everybody to do your own homework on you know, the fuel supply of 
people talk about all oh, these fossil fuels, but this is what it takes for the United States to move. Everybody wants to go green until, okay, well, how come only 1% of the United of the global market right now is on electric vehicles because of convenience uh, of the gas and the charging stations. But we, we depend on it right now and shutting it down like Joe Biden did on his first day in office. I don't think that was accidental. Uh, just look at the, the stocks, like I've mentioned that have, uh, that have big shipping companies and how they have doubled in some cases tripled in less than two years uh, because we are back again relying on shipping oil coming from the Middle East. Is that in the best interest of the United States or would pumping our own oil as we were doing just a few years ago, which uh, a lot on the left, you know, we're in an outcry of, you know, we're fracking, we're pumping, but you know, that's, that's going to be something that will probably drive us to a flashpoint when we don't have our own supply of fuel in the United States. So keep an eye on what is going on domestically, what is going on in Eastern Europe. I think we're nearing this flashpoint as we're allowing our fuel supply to drain. And when you say like, well, he Biden released 10 million barrels of oil. He released just enough. So do you think he's doing that ill-advised or on his own? I don't believe so. Mm. Why is he doing just enough to to get to a certain time on the chronology tape uh, where this, I mean, it's just not good enough if we're consuming 22 million barrels a day, is releasing 10. What's the purpose of that? Uh, and, you know, when we're giving it to nations like the People's Republic of China, <laughs> that's not good either. No. So, this, these are things that, Audrey, we need to keep a focus on when we see these generals, and you read the book, A Few Bad Men, that I wrote and published in this past June, you see the, you know, it took me 11 years to get the courtroom testimony declassified and put it in a book and released. And when people read that, read the comments uh, on Amazon, and people say, well, I, even when I was in, interviewed by uh, Steve Bannon, you know, he said, how come I didn't know about this? Because they didn't want you to know about this, but those are quoted words verbatim from the courtroom transcripts. They're not excerpts. You, you read the last half of the book. All you see is a dialogue between attorneys to witnesses. Several of these are senior officers and they say what they said under oath, mm-hmm. but they were protected because you know, the, the convening authority, when General Mattis was ordered to convene a court of inquiry, they decided that here's how we're going to go about doing this. And they manipulated information. This is the United States. You know, we're founded on laws. Our Constitution was very well written. And in that Constitution, we have the First Amendment that talks about the freedom of speech. Censor is against freedom of speech. When you see in that book how I had this, quote, unquote, protective order that protected it was just that. It protected those who were in power. It prohibited us, you know, by punishment if we should say anything to the media. And our lawyers were told that they would be, have letters sent to their bar if they said anything to the media. So that type of censorship and attempt at coercion, and you saw what manifested in the courtroom. Right. Every time a defense witness, even a character witness, went on the stand, a character witness 
look at the names of General George Smith, General Boudreau, uh, Colonel Petranzio, General Sturdivant. They all came in as they hadn't been in Afghanistan at that time. They had nothing classified to talk about. Where's their names in the media? You won't find them. Uh, anything from the court of inquiry, that is. Why? Because they continued to move the media out of the courtroom. This is the longest trial in Marine Corps history, three and a half weeks in the courtroom. Right. You won't find a word of their testimony until you read the book A Few Bad Men. And my whole point in this, Audrey, is if the United States Marine Corps and these armies from the, these senior officers from the Army and the Air Force have became so corrupted like you read in there, we we already know that the military is held in fairly high regard as far as their credibility and trustworthiness. But you read this book and it makes you understand like, well, they've been compromised. We all have our own feelings about politicians and it's usually not that they're very trustworthy. <laughs> um, DC, it is what it is, Audrey. It's a swamp. Yes. And we need to be very careful and watch out for what's going on with these natural resources that are in very limited supply and close to running out. We'll see what happens. But uh, back to the days, just like when we were in the Cold War, you, you better stock up. And uh, I'm not an alarmist, but I'm just being smart about saying, look what's going on with these vital natural resources that we depend on. Yeah. Uh, look what's going on over the last two years and how these companies have uh, just skyrocketed. Uh, right after the election, before Joe Biden ever even got into office, they knew what was going to happen, and uh, and they're just, you know, they're benefiting from it, you know, hand over fist. Where can the listeners follow and support your excellent work and listen to Commando Show 2.0 and order your new bestseller, A Few Bad Men? Where can they do all that? So if they go to the commandoshow.com website, you can find out how to order it there. It's a, There's a link to Amazon. It's Available via Amazon on uh, CD, uh, Kindle, electronic format there, uh, hardback, as well as the audiobook. Absolutely. And as always, I'll have those links to my after show, which is now on the live show page. Just go to AudreyRusso.com, click on the on-air button, and right under the show description, you'll find all the links and info that Fred just shared. Thanks so much, Fred, for again sharing uh, not only about the book, but uh, giving us a better perspective on what's actually going on. Will you join us again on the show? Yes? Absolutely. Great. Until then, may God bless you, your work, and may God save America. Bye for now. We're going to take a quick break right here, but don't go anywhere. Up next, Christopher Horner will be here. So don't make a move. We'll be right back. Hi, this is comedian Mike Fine here. After 120 years, when you get up to heaven, God's not going to ask, were you good to other people? Were you giving charity? Did you do all that you could on this planet to make it a better place? Of course not. He's going to ask you only one thing, and that is, did you make sure to tune in to Real Talk with Audrey Russo? If you've got an ED problem, now you can get generic or herbal blue pills for as little as $2 a pill from Steel Man Pills. 800-485-3208. 800-485-3208. It's original. It's bold. It's patriotic. It's American. 
It's American Pride Roasters Coffee. Historically, great coffee. AmericanPrideRoasters.com From sea to shining sea American Radio My wife Jennifer and I were listening because I'm a subscribe to your channel. I, I immediately knew that I was going to rip you off. I want a big movie voice intro for American Arc Radio. Go. His name is Mike Phillip. He's American. He's Canadian. He's not sure what he is. You're American and Canadian. That means you're bi. He lives in two places at once. What the hell is wrong with me? How is it possible? <laughs> Scientists struggle to find the answer. What did I just do? Coming out, I'm trans. I'm an American <laughs> in a Canadian body. I'm a transnational. The signs are all there. Yeah, I really like hockey, but then I found out most there's so many hockey teams are American. The Boston Bruins <laughs> Live on Mojo 5 Monday through Friday, 1 to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. You want to wake up refreshed like you slept on a cloud? Get yourself the very best in bedding supplies today. You deserve it. Go to MyPillow.com and don't forget our very special promo code, Mojo 5 for incredible savings. Hello, everybody. This is Colonel Allen West, the old school patriot, and you are listening to Real Talk with my dear friend, Audrey Russo. And if you don't listen, well, let me tell you something. I have skills, skills that I developed over a certain period of time. And I will find you, and I will make you listen to Audrey Russo. Hi, I'm Craig Sawyer, founder of Veterans for Child Rescue. I'm a former Marine, Navy SEAL, and federal law enforcement agent who founded Vets for Child Rescue specifically to alert and empower the American populace with the knowledge of the fastest growing criminal enterprise on earth, child sex trafficking. I want the American people to be able to safeguard our children from it. So we spent three years filming our documentary, Contraland, which everyone can watch at ContralandMovie.com. And you can visit our website, VetsForChildRescue.org, and support our operations. In addition to catching updates, on Audrey Russo's show. We appreciate her voice and her alliance. If we had more like her, this world would be a better place. Hey everybody, this is Chris Sky, patriot and freedom fighter and human rights advocate all around the world. I'm here to give a shout out to Audrey Russo from Real Talk. It's a fantastic show. She's a fantastic American and she's a fantastic example for Americans and especially Canadians to follow. I'm also an author of my brand new book, Just Say No, Book and Global Movement, which you can find at realchrissky.com. Thank you. God bless America. I hope to see you guys soon. Hey, everybody. This is comedian Greg Morton, the man of many voices, cartoon voices. Please, thank for the power. <laughs> hey, friend. <laughs> You're listening to Audrey Russo on Real Talk Radio. Welcome back. If you're just joining us, this is Audrey Russo, and you're listening to Real Talk. Looks like we need to get more film projects for Leonardo DiCaprio because he's still up to no good with climate lawsuits. 
And this time, it involves the Dark Money Network. And we're going to discuss this and more with my next guest for my new listeners. Christopher Horner is a lawyer for and board member of Government Accountability and Oversight, a nonprofit public interest law firm seeking to bring transparency to the actions of government at state, local, and federal levels. He is also a New York Times bestselling author of several books, including The Politically Incorrect Guide to Global Warming and Environmentalism, Red Hot Lies, How Global Warming Alarmists Use Threats, Fraud, and Deception to Keep You Misinformed, and his most recent, The Liberal War on Transparency, Confessions of a Freedom of Information Criminal. It's my great pleasure to give a real talk welcome back to Christopher Horner. Welcome back, Chris. Thank you, Audrey. It was great to have you back with us. And we're going to jump right in. Everyone in America, regardless of station, is to be equal unto the law. Pause for laughter. But in reality, we have a two-tiered system of justice. A glaring example of this is the SEC. Now, Chris, you share about this in detail in your article, Transparency for Thee, but not for the SEC. Would you share about the their history? hypocrisy with us yes thank you i had seen coverage in the in the wall street journal it ended up being covered in many places but i had seen an article in the journal and brought some information we had to the paper's attention about the sec and another regulatory body the commodities futures trading commission or cftc but the wall street regulators investors have rights right right and uh and they were going after private companies to the tune of almost $2 billion for a handful of Wall Street banks. And the reason was old, old securities laws require, they have certain record keeping requirements. And these employees at, let's say, the SEC were using WhatsApp and Signal, these encrypted apps, and these were not being searched in response to requests for records by people who oversee these companies. And that cost them collectively a couple billion dollars. Okay, so that's a problem. And the SEC enforcement director said that these record keeping laws are sacrosanct. And for those who tuned into the coverage of the Mar-a-Lago raid, well, we now know that the Federal Records Act is among our sacred texts. So it's, it's really serious stuff. So what about these regulators was a question I raised and, and had in this, this op-ed in the Wall Street Journal pointing out what we've learned through the Freedom of Information Act and requests and litigation. And it's this. Government is responsible in the same way that you are. If you're regulated by a government entity and you have record-keeping requirements, well, so do they. And this matters if the government comes after you and you want to defend yourself or you're just the public who says, I paid for this microphone and I want to see how these institutions are being used. And unfortunately, even though they're now extracting billions of dollars out of the people they regulate, these agencies are doing the exact same thing, frustrating me and my clients, when we seek records and sue for records, uh, 
Congress and congressional oversight, which I imagine will pick up a bit in a few months. And, of course, if you're being targeted by government, don't you want to know if they're targeting you and saying, hey, you didn't uh, search your signal and I'm regulating you and I want to see how much in compliance with the law you are or aren't. Well, don't you want to know if they're doing the same thing? Because they are. (laughs) So that was the point of this op-ed saying, um, as you know, who will guard the guardian? We have laws. Taxpayers have rights just like investors. And government has responsibilities just like companies and individuals. And so you're exactly right. People are fully aware of a two-tiered justice system. Even if you don't live in the District of Columbia, (laughs) there is clearly justice for he but not for she and so on. So that was important. And I and a colleague have, I don't know, collectively probably a dozen federal lawsuits for these records are related to these records, like hiding them. Let's say White House staff are using them. Right. Okay, but White House records have to be kept for posterity, as do agency records. And I could get witty and say that they'd have some excuse and say, well, it's transitory, so we can delete it. <laughs> okay, then why did you need Signal? <laughs> <laughs> You felt you needed an encrypted app for what you're insisting is nothing? I mean, that's probably the most absurd defense, and it'll be the first one they claim. Well, it was, it was, I could just delete it because it was transitory. Okay, then why did you have to turn to a secret app? Right. It's so meaningless, you thought you had to go off-grid. Um, so this is, I expect this is going to be a big deal. We have the White House helping so-called independent commissions decide what to release to us and what not to release. We have White House staff using them, SEC commissioners, staffers. And here's the other thing. I'll pick a I'll pick an agency we have a lot of litigation with. And I think you'll hear a lot about it because they're responsible for this Biden administration. They're they're a big part of this a whole of government approach to this energy crisis we have. They, it's created, okay? It's a man-made catastrophe. And this group called FERC uh, around Thanksgiving, you might ask, past the, the furking turkey, most people don't know what FERC is, but it's got a big role in these skyrocketing prices. It's called the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission. Well, I've noticed something. A bunch of FERC appointees have WhatsApp. The general counsel has Signal. These are on their private phones. Hmm. And a bunch of SEC employees have Signal. And it's there's just this strange synchrony among people who happen to work for and be political appointees to a particular agency. And just, they don't need no stinking laws of probabilities. They just, if you work at FERC, for some reason, you like WhatsApp. If you work at the SEC, you want Signal and so on. It's pure coincidence. I never used this to correspond about work or with each other, I mm. swear. Yeah. It's just the way things work out. It's funny in Washington. So these are personal phones. We're seeking judicial supervision to say, hey, these coincidences are something. Would you, you know, we need sworn statements. We need discovery. We need to find out what in the world's going on here. And so I, I guess I'll stop at that. You just, people have a sense that this kind of thing's going on. We've confirmed it. And when you realize they're coming after private parties, yes, businesses, for billions of dollars, with their hair on fire, oh my gosh, you failed to search these accounts when we asked you for records. Well, right back at you. Uh, I feel your pain. Um, and we're going to try to get to the bottom of this too. We've got a lot of lot of cases in the courts 
to try to figure this out because um, there are some real this is, this is something else I hope we discuss more of today. We have recently, and that is this capture of institutions, institutions of governance. Right. It used to be all about capturing industry. Right? Our industry would capture the regulators. Well, now the regulators have been captured, but by activists, as has industry. And they're all seeking to please the same master. Well, when you put radicals in position of going after people like you and me or others, particularly in this context, when you find that they're moving certain a whole class of communications off grid, you better find out what's going on because as anybody who's received that knock or subpoena knows, the power of government is awesome and and in the end it has it's enforced with with at the end of a gun. So yeah. we're seeking to enforce those rights and I just like I say, I just think we're gonna hear an awful lot more about this because political appointees and bureaucrats are people too. And they do the same thing other people do. <laughs> And they're also bound by laws. Well, we touched on DiCaprio in the recent past, um, how DiCaprio and other private funders of government climate litigation that paid millions to climate lawyers via a pass-through charity. But more has been revealed about DiCaprio and a dark money network. Could you please share on that? Yes, and it goes back to this this overarching theme of capture of the institutions. There's a phrase that it's attributed to an Italian communist called the long march through the institutions. Yeah. And that is, give us some time. Gramsci. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and pretty soon our universities will be what they are <laughs> just to choose one. Yeah. Our regular, our national archives will be larded with far left ideologues and so on. Given time, we will occupy the institutions and they will be, you'll find them being used on mass and in force against those of us who engage in wrong things. So capture and march through the institutions is a major, major problem. It gets down to, I mean, even if you just think about this, there's, I recall some previously CNBC, now Fox business correspondent saying once in a debate about these green policies, closing it out with, well, even Wall Street supports it. Okay. Oh, yeah, I didn't realize. So when you rob Peter to pay Paul, Paul's on board. I didn't understand. Uh, in fact, sometimes it was Paul's idea, like most of these green schemes. So there's that. There's this principal agent problem whereby Washington lobbyists, you think they respond to Megacorp A? Washington lobbyists feel their real constituency is the people on the Hill, the folks in the media, the folks in the pressure groups who are always beating on them and the regulators. That's who they seek to please, not the home office. Well-recognized not generally widely understood problem, principal agent. Well, all this, there's this this blob of capture. <laughs> and and we've noticed some things, and it's consolidating in one particular group. Um, a Supreme Court justice. Right. Pretty soon, it's been decided that Stephen Breyer needs to retire. And all these vans are driving around Washington telling him he looks, the person in the mirror doesn't look right for Supreme Court justice right now. And they are these these sandwich board trucks driving around town. That that happened, and that came from a, a group called a dark money juggernaut. There's a Arabella Advisors and New Venture Fund. It's something that seemingly emerged out of nowhere in the last few years. Hmm. Now it gets billions, literally billions, and it's housing. It's running everything. It, it, the critical race theory, the capture the judiciary, go after the judges, uh, the, all the whole leftist blob is being funded through this group. Well, you can add to that 
Um, they've got four sort of vehicles, 1630 fund and, and others. And they just decide which, where to plug in what billion to go after whom or what or what cause. Well, you and I have discussed this climate litigation hmm. scheme, which is very transparently an effort to get through the courts what they failed to get through the proper democratic process. And think about how that all fits in again. Well, we, the problem with Congress is we, in the end, voters, it, sometimes it can take a while. I look at the present. But they'll realize mistakes were made. Apparently, politics 101 is you can now, never tell the voters they made a mistake, and you can't make that point. But they'll realize, well, yeah, other people voted wrong, and <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to move out of this joint. It's become a hellhole. I'm going to go from Maryland to Virginia, and hopefully things will be better, and then I'll keep <laughs> voting the same way. So, Or California to Arizona. But so it's correcting. It's self-correcting generally. Right. But – the judiciary is is obviously different. They if they can get these, if you can impose a thousand cuts on parties who you were targeting through policy making, and you couldn't get it through the policy making, every time you did, the courts kept frustrating you because it was wrong, it was unconstitutional, it was not allowed. And then you say, "Well, I'll tell you what, let's go to the state courts." I think we'll get. I don't know if this is the idea, but a reasonable person might believe this is a desire for some home cooking. Mm-hmm. We're going to, hey, the state needs a lot of money. Let's have the state sue all these people and claim they're the reason we need a lot of money. Well, long story so much short, as we know, Hollywood has been funding this component. They ran it through Leonardo DiCaprio's foundation, through another foundation to a private law firm to file these lawsuits on behalf of government, on behalf of taxpayers. (laughs) But running it through a whole bunch of and just say foundations, dark money, <clears throat> to pay a for-profit law firm. It was it was a curious litigation funding development. Well, Fox News has done a recent series. First, they broke the DiCaprio story, which came out of records uh, a client of mine obtained in litigation I worked on against California universities. And it showed that's what was going on. Mm-hmm. And then <clears throat> a funny thing happened. So this this the dollar amount being funneled to this private law firm is getting really, really big as the number of lawsuits go up. But the but the dollar amounts are, according to documents filed with the IRS, these are grants. These are charitable grants for uh, healthy communities and so on. And they change the name each year as the dollar amount goes up. And then they just lump, well, it was healthy communities last year. And now it's <clears throat> whatever, beach cleanup this year. And then, mm-hmm. and then the number gets huge. <clears throat> and in ethics, uh, a law professor takes notice. Uh, uh, Michael Krauss from George Mason University writes a piece saying, I don't, I don't know about the ethics of this. Mm-hmm. Taxpayers are financing rich people to run their money through a foundation, uh, not just masking it, but it turns out they could have hired a law firm to do this. Other ethical issues with the governments who are taking this. but um, mm-hmm. And so the pre- professor starts asking questions, and then the tax filings get different. Suddenly the law firm is being paid $2.5 million and getting $2.5 million in grants. And it just – you get down this rabbit hole. Well, flash forward – and, and now all of this has been moved over to that same dark money juggernaut. Fox had a story, I think, last week. It turns out the same group now that's been running the the, judici- the campaigns to intimidate justices into retirement, intimidate justices, push the whole, the whole left-wing dark money, billions, literally. Well, this scheme that was very curiously underwriting governmental lawsuits – 
It was underwriting universities to provide law professors to the team, to provide law students to the team, to provide seemingly just chin-stroking academics before the cameras and in the New York Times to be quoted who actually were on the tort team. It was providing everything. Hmm. It was drawing a lot of scrutiny. And so now it, too, has been brought under the umbrella of this Arabella Advisors new venture fund. So it's... I, I still don't understand the rationale for this original scheme. I think the law firm had to pay taxes on this no matter what. I don't know that, but it, it seems to me that whether it's just such a strange animal. Well, we're going to give millions to a law firm as a charitable grant that coincidentally is now filing lawsuits consistent with our ideological mission. I imagine they would have to. I don't know if they did have to pay income tax on that. But what, what about the donors taking this big at the taxpayer's expense, taking this big right off to do this. Uh, I don't know what the point of that was, but I do know that upon scrutiny, they started then saying, oh, we're really paying them a few million. And the other few million is charitable grants. And now they've under further scrutiny just said, you know what, <laughs> just we're just going to move it over with all the rest of it through what has been called the, de- the left's dark money juggernaut. <laughs> and it's funding everything. So that I just that was a recent development that plays into this. It's really an emerging theme. If you were to try to just map this, picture the bubbles of the whiteboard in your head. Mm-hmm. Universities captured, law schools funded by activists to pay for law professors who then pop up giving, you know, their their deep thoughts on things that turns out they're on the legal team to assist with. <laughs> and serve as quote machines for uh, surrogates for New York Times reporters. Um, reporters, donors have been financing the AP and local newspapers like the <laughs> Minneapolis Star Tribune and so on. They've been financing the payment and placement of activists in newsrooms. Wow. Okay, so now we've got that institution captured. Congress. This is where this is the there better be some oversight next year. We've discussed litigation. We have trying to get to the bottom of this. The courts have said the taxpayer can't look at it. But um, Congress is now you'll notice this this rapid increase in investigations, number of investigations of private parties. Seemingly without the one thing that Congress has to have to do this, if they subpoena you or me, they need a legitimate legislative purpose. This went to the Supreme Court on Trump's tax records, you know. Well, we, we, we were thinking about maybe we need we need to uh, change the tax code because of what we think you did. And the court said, well, OK, they claim a legitimate legislative purpose. Half of these don't even claim one. Mm-hmm. And it's con- congressional subpoenas have been flying. Um, obviously, there's a few that have been in the headlines <laughs> last year. Um, and you just wonder what in the world is your legitimate legislative purpose for subpoenaing political enemies? Because you're actually not supposed to be able to do that. Right. Well, it turns out the same donors, including specifically George Soros and Pierre Omidyar, who's uh, an eBay magnate whose money goes through, uh, I forget what his group is called, but they openly boast about funding congressional oversight. Okay, put that one in the captured column. Not appropriate, by the way. Donors can give that all they want. Members of Congress are not allowed to take it. That's a violation of House Rule 24, I believe. Mm-hmm. So the institutions just keep piling up. And now they're just seeking to intimidate justices and, of course, yes, completely change all rules so they can guarantee a desired judicial outcome. Universities captured. Media 
captured more than what you thought. Okay, they're paying the reporters and placing them. Attorneys general's offices, law enforcement. Well, we know about that. Paying lawyers and planting them and placing them. Governor's offices, Hewlett Foundation, left-wing group, the same one paying for the AP climate reporters, is financing and planting staff in governor's offices to be their staff. Jay Inslee of Washington, for example, a bunch of them. And so every single, it's just, I'm thinking, I'm trying to think of an institution that hasn't been the subject of one of these campaigns and captured, a cynic would say bought, uh, participation in in the execution of this office being bought. And it's difficult. So, I mean, what a time to be alive, Andre. This is... (laughs) This is just true. It's it's mind blowing. It's surreal. <laughs> just, uh, I I tell you, and and the thing the, the thing. Look, I expect these people to do this. I do, but it, my problem is the ones that know it's wrong and they won't do, won't speak up. They won't say anything. They won't. They're, they're afraid of I don't know rocking the boat, of being today being canceled. Um, that's that's what bothers me. It's the ones that know this is going on, know it's wrong, and won't say a word. So the response, I, rec- I don't recall any specifics, but I do recall a, a general theme running throughout. This is for years. Other side is, it, well, well, what if they say everybody's doing it? What if we're doing it? You're not. Right? <laughs> I've checked. I've asked everybody who might, you know, who they, who they would accuse of doing it. And they said No. We have not placed lawyers in an AG's office. No, we have not financed congressional oversight. No, we have not bought reporters and put them. <laughs> and there's this idea that, well, you know, deep in our hearts, we must be wrong. But we must be doing it. They always say everybody's doing it. Yeah. Okay, great. Ask for names. But until then, there is right, there is wrong. Yes. <laughs> and, well, what if we want to do it? You know what? You're Republicans. You're not going to do it. <laughs> All right? So That's right. <laughs> just go after this. This is wrong. It's against the rules. But there, you're right. There's this real sheepishness about yeah. well either we must be doing it or maybe we'll want to now wait a minute yeah <laughs> we, there, we are suffering a real breakdown in trust and respect yes. for institutions Absolutely. and that's a problem and it goes beyond well i don't i wouldn't send my kid to a four-year state university it's going to be it's, it goes far beyond that and, you know in yeah. media okay well we've seen problems when they they blow the trust they had law enforcement oh boy that's a biggie and now oversight in Congress, you just, this is a wrong, it is a public bad, and there are rules, but you're right, there's a, there's, yeah. there's a deafening silence, and it's, yeah. it's tough to explain. Yeah, it is very tough to explain, and uh, it, it just, I, I tell you, if it wasn't damn it, destroying this country, I could stand back and laugh at what the Democrats now are doing. They're messaging now out there before this election is, well, you know, they're planning to cheat because they know they're going to, it's going to be historic losses for them because they went too far. Uh, and they went to, they went, they went there, they went to Marxist and they know they're going to be punished for it. And so what are they planting in the minds of the little Nimrods that believe anything they say, which is what? Well, they're cheated. If they won, they cheated. See, when they win, they don't cheat. But when we win, we cheat. Right. Makes sense, right? How do you know they cheated? We lost. <laughs> there you go. Important question here, Chris. Where can the listeners follow and support your excellent work, the work of Government Accountability and Oversight, GAO, and purchase your books, including Red Hot Lies and The Liberal War on Transparency? Where can they do all that? Uh, the books are available at 
Amazon, uh, probably eBay, and uh, <laughs> elsewhere online, sometimes in stores. And um, two were two managed to be bestsellers despite one was the New York Times bestseller for half a year. And I have to tell you, that must have just <laughs> I take great pleasure in that. Uh, <laughs> their secret sauce, their secret formula, and we still managed with that one. Yeah. Um, and you can keep up with these these developments at a couple of websites, climatelitigationwatch.org and govoversight.org. There's also a group I represent has been posting a lot of these developments, energy policy advocates. It's called epadvocates.org. And so you can keep up with these revelations, documents, uh, strong suggestions in certain records and so on at those three websites, climatelitigationwatch.org, epadvocates.org, and govoversight.org. Uh, and always, of course, they uh, I'm sure they could use your help. <laughs> and as always, I will have that info and those links that Chris just shared in my after show, which is now on the live show page. Just go to AudreyRusso.com, click on the on air button, and right under the show description, you'll find all the information you need to purchase Chris's books, plus follow and support the uh, EPA advocates and everything else he uh, he shared, which I believe I do have that up. If I don't, I'm going to make sure I do. Uh, thanks so much, Chris, for taking the time to share your brilliant assessments on this because we couldn't weed through it unless you helped us with it. Will you join us again on the show? Yes? Absolutely. Thank you. Excellent. Until then, may God bless you, your works, and may God save America. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Real Talk with Audrey Russo. You can follow Audrey at her website, AudreyRusso.com, where you can find the live show, archives, articles, and much more. She's also on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Read her articles also at Liberty, Great Britain, and Barb Wire. Join us next time as Audrey exits stage right. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five O. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.